Okay, so say hi ya. Hi ya. What's up, everybody?、Uh, today's episode it's gonna be very interesting.、Uh, all I can say is it is almost seven hours apart. You'll find out why in just a bit. My guest today appears in everybody's WhatsApp groups. All right, he also appears on everybody's Facebook timeline. He also appears in every single conversation across all mass races. My aunties, my uncles, even my mother. When your mom comes to you and starts telling you things, it just gives you some sort of like an idea of the sheer magnitude of. One thing that's taking over the world, ladies and gentlemen, we have on the show today, Mr. Nigel Ung. You may know this guy as Uncle Roger. What's up? Hey! <laughs> hello, hello! Oh my God! Ah,、uh, I'm like the the first thing I would like to ask you, dude. <laughs> How is it going for you? How is this thing, this whole YouTube thing, you know, doing for you right now? It must be freaking crazy. Crazy, yeah, it is. It is crazy, and <laughs> I'm just, I still, I still can't believe that、uh, as many people like this、uh, little character I play.、Uh, but I, I, I'm enjoying the ride, man. Hope, hopefully, it keeps going. Yeah, it's it, it's it's so. Oh my god! It's so iconic. Until right when I went out one day,、uh, wearing a Uniqlo orange T-shirt. I'm not giving Uniqlo a plug, by the way. But if you'd like to send us stuff, please, my mailbox.、Uh, I'll PM you my mailbox. You know, together with Nigel as well. You can send this stuff for absolutely free. Okay, I'm a slut like that. I went out wearing an orange T-shirt, and across the hall, he'd be like, "Hey, Uncle Roger," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "What the? Oh wow, dude! This is um." It's you're you're blowing up well, everywhere. You're, yeah. Th- thank you, but I think、yeah. it, probably more so in Malaysia because I'm Malaysian and we have this sort of patriotism which which I love. It's very nice.、Uh, but I don't think in in the UK if you come over here and wear an orange polo, nobody's gonna yell yell that out. So I think you're、yeah. seeing a more heightened version of my fame than I actually have. You know. So like, just that's a quick one. Like, how did how did like how did The whole character come about, and like what 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 went through the thought process of Uncle Roger? Yeah, it's、uh, doing character comedy on YouTube and social media was a goal of mine for 2020, and、uh, the Roger Uncle Roger character came about from from the podcast. I was just riffing.、Uh, I want to play this middle aged uncle, and this middle aged uncle, what if he cooks rice? What what is he gonna say? What's he gonna dress like?、Uh, the dress sense is just me asking my Asian friends send me pictures of your dads because I want to play this middle aged character.、Mm-hmm. And I I got、mm-hmm. it, and as、uh, like r- bright colored polos were like、um, the most common theme, and then my personality wise too is quite, you know, sometimes I can be quite like、um, grumpy and uncly anyway, and I also like a lot of the Asian culture stuff, so it all came together to be this heightened version, maybe me in twenty years time. This then came out with this package called Uncle Roger, I guess. So it's just like through so- organic improvising that kind of thing. I just came out from there. 
So you know, like um, sometimes, like you know, some actors when they when they act a certain character, they kind of like channel someone in their mind. Like oh, oh, my my cousin Bob used to be like that. It's so like like the way you 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 pull that character through 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 Uncle Roger, right? The way you speak, right? That accent, or the way you basically uh, portray him. Is there an uncle that actually speaks like that, or is there someone? Yeah, I think fifty percent of it is my dad. You know, he has that sassy, <laughs> condescending attitude, but he's kind of funny as well, and he likes his dad, dad jokes. So a lot of it is my dad. Oh my god, he must be so proud of you right now. Yeah, but he keeps saying now. Now he's like, oh yeah, you know the Uncle Roger. He copied me one. Everything is my, my idea <laughs> one. See my belt phone case. See my belt phone case. He wear belt phone case, right? See, my, I wear belt phone case also. <laughs> oh my god that's oh that's hilarious oh you're ah man then you know that's to be honest that's to be honest that's just the way our asian parents they, they say what you like but they will never admit it that's how they show how happy and how proud they are of what their kids are doing you know yeah and it's like yeah they got it from their father they got their father like come on man reality why reality check is like yeah actually i didn't even think of that like he think of himself and i think yeah he got it (laughs) but hey but he's still my son he's still my son okay he made the money also i get to spend it why because he's 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 my strongest sperm okay (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because the other day uh this is a true story by the way i was uh actually in my family group chat with my in-laws and then we were talking about something and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they were asking me, oh, could you help me buy something? And I went there and I, I said, oh, this is not uh, no, no longer in stock. And I said, oh, this is no longer in stock. And they replied with your face. Hi, yeah. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yes, I'm a like, gift wow. on WhatsApp now. I, I just found imagine? that out yesterday. I was texting my friend and then she, well, she texted uh, uh, Uncle Roger and gave him, like, holy shit, am I on here? And then I went on WhatsApp, the gift search, and then I searched Uncle Roger and there's a whole screen of gifts 20, 30 gifts of me saying hi, yeah, or if your eyes too wet, you fucked up all my catchphrases. Yeah. It's insane, yeah. Oh my god. But okay, you know, I, I, before before we talk about more about Uncle Roger, I know that's that's a world phenomenon right now. I mean, like you want I want to go back to to you as an entertainer because you've been doing this for quite a while now. I mean, you're a stand-up comedian, all right? You, you I mean, a, a lot of people ask, "Hey, you know, was he ever in Malaysia?" Yes, you have been in Malaysia. You've done stand-up uh com- uh comedy. You stand up, you've done stand-up comedy shows locally in Malaysia, yeah, yeah. open mic sessions and stuff like that. How long have you been doing this for? Stand-up 9 years. Since 2011. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, wow, I, that's it's a long time. It's been it's been a while. <laughs> right. And 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 like I think like with the amount of success that you're you're uh, you're you're getting right now with you know with Uncle Roger and stuff like that. And and you rewind rewind back to 11 years ago when you first decided to basically say, I, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do stand up comedy, go up on stage, entertain people. How was the struggle like though? I mean, like, dude. To stay in stand-up comedy, to do something that you love doing for 11 years, it's freaking pure dedication because not everyone is going to do that. They're probably going to do it for six months. It's like, ah, shit, nah, fuck the shit. Because, you know, like, I, I, you know, it's not... Everybody's expecting instant fame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably... Looking back, it's probably a passion because it's, I spent so many nights performing. You know, I kind of gave up a social life, essentially. Uh, stand-up only happens mm-hmm. at night, right? And then uh, I was doing shows like four or five nights a week. You know, my, my friends, uh, they were hanging out, going to pubs, eating at restaurants. I was out here somewhere mm-hmm. performing at a small town in the UK uh, or, or the US uh, or, or in Malaysia. I haven't done that many gigs back home yet. But uh, yeah, it's, 
it, you know, there are sacrifices to be made, and I think I made them because I really like the craft and I just en enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that it's now I have a little bit of a reward, you know, like stand up. Even though, like, yeah, the Uncle Roger stuff is not exactly stand up, but the skills translate, right? Yeah. You know how a joke feels yeah. and the instincts are good. So, yeah, it, yeah, I'm glad the, it the, paid the off. Punchlines and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you kind of even if a joke's not that funny, you can. There are certain tricks you can do to make it sound funnier than it is, without making it cheesy. Yeah. You know? So that the little little instincts and little tricks, you tools of the trade, I would say. Yeah, it's like you know the you know if sometimes the joke may be not as funny, but because the character is there to kind of like amplify the 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 joke that's not that funny, then it just works. It just gels well together. Yeah, you know, with facial expressions and stuff like that. But I mean, okay, so you were you are based in the UK. How yep. long have you been there in the UK? Since two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. And where were you before the UK? I was in the US. I I grew up in KL mm -hmm. near Jalanipo. Uh, oh I went my to God. Chonghua, so, okay, right? so you you in KL for how long? 20 years, man, 1991 to 2010, 19 years. Then yeah. you decided to ditch us uh, because of the, because of, I know, because of the politics and then go to the States. <laughs> no lie, no lie. I, yeah. I, I got a chance to study in the US, you know? So I, okay. I took it and it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I, got, I, I got a chance to study there. So I took it, I went to the US. And then in the, during mm -hmm. the US, I started doing stand-up in, in university in, near Chicago. Um, and then, and then I, I got a chance to move to the UK. I was like, okay, why not? Let, let, let's do it. So here oh, wow. I am. Yeah. And how, how, wait, so you are 25 now? No, I'm almost 30. I'm 29, 1491. Oh, you're 29. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I still remember when I first discovered Uncle Roger. Uh, okay. So, okay. This is actually a very funny story. Before Uncle Roger blew up, I remember going, I, I remember, uh, I remember actually stumbling across your podcast, Rise to Meet You, because there was sort of like a post. I randomly, like out of out of nowhere, I was actually searching for podcasts to to listen to. Uh, I was randomly searching, mm -hmm. and I think I found a post talking about how you guys have to shift to podcasts because of the pandemic. I'm not sure if it's, it was you guys. Something like yeah, that. Like you were doing a lot of stand-up shows. Yeah, you were doing a lot of stand-up shows, but because all the shows were canceled because of the pandemic, so you guys were shifting everything to podcasts, and you were doing more podcast recordings than usual. And then it's, it's so funny because, you know, I saw that and, you know, I, I, I listened to it a little bit. And next thing you know, you blew up. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Oi? Oi? Oh, eh? Is it this one? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, I, and, and it's funny because, like, uh, after that, obviously, when you, when, you see, when you see you blowing up, you know, people will obviously check, check you out, check your videos out. And obviously, when they check your videos out, you have your links in your description then they'll start stalking you and I stalked you on Instagram mm -hmm. and I was like, holy shit, Uncle Roger follows me on Instagram? What the hell? <laughs> and I was like telling my wife, hey, check it out, man. Uh, you know you know that, that, that you know Uncle Roger, that world famous Uncle Roger, he fucking follows me on Instagram, man. Yeah, yeah well, right. I right. listened to your podcast. Yeah. Uh, not, not every episode, but I listened to the one with Jason Leong. Yeah. You know, I listened to yeah. a, a few episodes yeah. and yeah, I, I like, I, I try to follow a lot of the Malaysian creators. I find uh, the things I, we, uh, you guys do quite really, really creative and the production value is... It's amazing for me to think, uh, I think in Asia, uh, social media uh, videos, there are like so much better, that, that bigger productions back there on social media, you know, compared to the West, yeah, uh, social media is not as big, you know, KOL culture is a big thing in, in, in Asia, right? So I, I, think that's, I think there's a yeah, lot more is. money in it in Asia. That's why your production values are like so much nicer and cooler. Like you, so I'm Jen. She's another yeah, amazing yeah, yeah, creator. Yeah. So I, yeah, I try to follow Malaysian people. Yeah, I like I like to see the the content. It's funny. It's great. It's well made. Yeah, 
Yeah, so when are you coming back to Malaysia to freaking like, you know, throw a dent in the industry over here and rake in all the money? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, not not really about the money, but I do want to collab with, you know, anyone who's up for collabing and just to have fun. Uh, Chinese New Year, man. Next year, 2021. Yes, it's going to be a little bit different, Chinese New Year, because, you know, well, well, we're working, well, we're working on a few Chinese New Year stuff. I mean, like, I might get in touch and see whether you're keen to do something, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, let me but, quarantine uh, first, let I'm, me quarantine first. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to know how life has changed for you, because, you see, a lot of people don't understand. Um, I don't think I understand either. Like a lot of people kind of look at me and what I do. I yeah, okay, I've got a million subscribers. I have like a, you know, sometimes I have like videos that hit a million views and stuff like that. But I think on someone on your level and your skill, it's a little bit intimidating. It's 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 borderline scary because like for me is yes, I see you from the surface as Uncle Roger, but if I go back behind behind the scenes and look at you as uh uh just like a normal human being doing what what I'm doing technically uh in the entertainment industry, how has that life changed though? It, it 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 must have gotten a little bit scary at some point. Scary? Well, I, I don't really view it as scary. I just like I just like rising to the challenge, you know, and in terms of even for stand-up, yeah, there, there I have had opportunities to play like really big rooms, like three thousand seats. You know, and then yeah, it, mm-hmm. to the to the lay person, oh it's daunting, it's three thousand people, you have to make them laugh. But to me it's like, oh, this is a mm-hmm. new there's a new chance, there's an excitement, there's a bit of nervousness there. Uh, there's a bit of pressure, but I I I don't I don't know I, I like the pressure, you know. Maybe it's uh, I went to Chonghua, so the pressure is kind of drilled into you. <laughs> <laughs> Every two days you have an exam, so you're kind of used to the pressure. So I I, I think I like to think I'm a per- type, the type of person who can rise to the occasion, you know. And to me, what has changed, uh, to be honest, is just now I know the stuff I make. There's there are people out there who will watch it, and that's a uh, it's it's a good feeling. You know, and I, I, and, uh, not, not much else has changed. I'm just busier now and I make one video a week instead of one video every two or three weeks. You know, that's more of a schedule I have to adhere to and I want to adhere to because it's a challenge I'm trying to... Let's see how long I can keep uploading one video every week. Let's see how long I can keep that up and still keep the quality up. It's like a little challenge to me. Uh, in terms of other stuff, no, I'm, like, I'm not... I'm not like I'm still living in the same flat as I lived in. I'm not like out there buying new cars and new watches and gold chains and stuff. Uh, I just like creating, not and yet, now not. I just create more, and I'm just busier. Oh, that's that's great. I think that's the difference between um, that's the difference between self-made content creators versus the mainstream media. It's like the mainstream media once one person gets a bit uh, gets a big break, right? And their PR is just gonna basically plaster them on probably the most luxurious poster or with the most luxurious brand. And, you know, everybody gets this perception where, you know, the minute you basically hit success, the minute you have millions of views behind you, the minute you basically uh, get on the mainstream network, they're going to assume that you're going to be, like, you know, minting it, milking it, like raking in the dollars and stuff like that. And the, the truth be told, it's it's not like that. I mean, for me, at least. When we first yeah. started, people thought that after our first video hit, like, two, three million views, they think that we're going to be buying Lumbos and Porsches. And I'm no. like, uh, no. You know? No, I was still trying to get my loan approved for my house. Yeah. <laughs> it was rejected. I don't even have a house yet, so I'm not even there yet. But sometimes we, we yes, we do get the money, but you know, we also reinvest it back into the the business, right? The content. You buy better gear to make better things, and people don't see that. They just see see the views. They don't think about business costs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I yeah. think it's also it's I'm, ultimately we are just normal people, right? You know, and and the mainstream yeah. is it's not like. I'm suddenly going to be on an ad for like Paco Rabanne, you know, <laughs> Uncle Roger's going to suddenly be a Gucci spokesperson 
or a watch, you know, tech wire spokesperson. And I'm just a normal guy. I'm I'm not a celebrity or, or anything. I just like to make videos, and I'm glad people yeah. like to watch them. I think like if any brands are listening to this podcast right now, you I think you kind of better take the hint of what <laughs> Nigel is saying. I mean, sorry, aka Uncle Roger, because you guys would be stupid not to freaking jump at this opportunity. I mean, he just freaking name dropped some people. I mean, just so you know, like people like Beyonce, they all get paid to freaking name drop Audemars Piguet and freaking Gucci. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> but um, it is, it's it's just um like you're you're like. I everything you say right now becomes a news article here in Malaysia. Do you realize that? Well, yeah. I I think I like to think only the important things I say are the more uh, like like I think I recently had a hate crime happen to me. You know, I got punched in the face, and that yeah. that became news, right? And I think fair. I think that's fair enough. You know, I think it's something that Asian people need to know about the situation in the West right now. I don't want to get into too much heavy heavy talk, but there is like occasionally occurrences like these. Uh, but I don't think everything mm-hmm. I say turns to news, man. I make an Insta story with my dinner. Nobody, go- there's no tabloid. Sing, 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 Chu Jitpo is not going. Oh, Nigel has pate in Stockholm. Oh my god, you know. <laughs> it's uh, like it's, that. it's it's so funny. I think I think there was one time you actually uh you actually uh posted a picture of you topless, and then after that it became uh I think what what was it? Uh, everybody called you Daddy, Daddy Roger, Roger yeah. or something. <laughs> that that was freaking blowing up in Malaysia. You know, it's so crazy because all of the uh the tabloid uh websites like says.com or like World of Buzz, uh-huh. all these like uh I won't call them news portals, but like you know the other like those gossip columns are freaking like oh my god if you think Uncle Roger was sexy check out Daddy Roger and it was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. I'm like what the hell man <laughs> this guy was hiding behind his big size oversized orange polo tee all this while this bugger was he freaking catfishing all the girls how many DMs did you get after that post I'm just curious you know how many of them were like hey man I'm here I'm waiting for you darling here are my digits uh, a, f- a few a few but <laughs> you know it's uh I I I'm too busy to go out on and be like a serial dater anyway. So I I keep to the people really? I I currently see and that that that's it really. But I I I, I appreciate it. You know I I usually don't respond. But I'm like oh I see it. It's good for an ego boost. You know what I mean. But I I don't let that get to me. Yeah, because my wife saw that and uh, she was like looking at me. Would you post a picture? Like, Are you freaking kidding me? Have you seen me without my clothes off? Look, man, you're married to me. Why would you even ask that question? <laughs> but the fact the fact that she got married to me uh-huh. is like a bigger ego boost yeah. than freaking having a six pack and freaking like, you know, <laughs> chest muscles because like, hey, you signed the papers. You can't fucking get away from this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And also it takes maintenance, you know, I got to keep, yeah. keep that yeah. up now. Got to keep that up. No, I can't, man. But how how's it been uh, for you for quarantine? I mean, you've been traveling. You've been you've been traveling a lot, though. I see that you're going to different different places to create content. You were doing that uh, food truck uh, series where you get fired from different different restaurants, mm-hmm. and I mean- uh, you know, um, you reach out to people to work with you. How is it like? You know, I feel like YouTube is amazing because when you create content on YouTube and you blow up, and you your your fans are not those really like really crazy fans they, they love you they understand you they treat you like a friend rather than they, they, they go all fanatic yeah I I like that about YouTube you know uh, and traveling not that I haven't traveled that much really all, all the food truck and restaurant stuff is all filmed in London the only place I've been to that's not London is Stockholm 
So because yeah. because oh, okay, Evelyn, cool. my podcast partner, is from Sweden, so we go there and then I just bring my podcast gear and we record a podcast there because it's more fun recording a podcast in person than over Zoom, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're doing we're doing our best here, uh, but uh, yeah, in Stockholm, and then I was I was there anyways. So I was like, okay, why not try to record film something? London's in lockdown, but Stockholm isn't. You know, let's try to film something mm-hmm. and not break the law. You know, so. Um, and sometimes <laughs> you just want to, you just want to create, right? And doing the reaction videos is fun, but I think doing the out in the field videos where I can interact with other people, that's a lot of fun too. And I think that's where my comedic chops can shine, you know, because I used to be, I used to do stand up, crowd work is not an issue. So talking to people and trying to be yep. funny in real time is not an issue. So, uh, it, it's a good way to make content for me. I got the skills. Yeah, I mean, like people are just taking your videos, ripping them up, and resharing it on different different platforms, dude. I think like I, I enjoy the the interaction with real people a lot more than the reviewing ones because it's so funny to see their reactions because they just don't know how to freaking react yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, is it halal? What do you mean if it's halal? <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh shit, dude. <laughs> Uh, do that in Malaysia you'll probably get the MCMC knocking on your door next door like hello uh, we are here to arrest you because uh, you said something that was not right uh, yes but yeah that's, yeah that's how it is in, in Malaysia yeah I need to be careful but like how far how far do you see yourself uh, going with Uncle Roger do you, do you think you're gonna create like some something like a like a sitcom or a movie I mean we've seen some stand-up comedians okay I'm just gonna like name people like uh, Randall Park and uh, and Ali Wong mm-hmm. so she grew, she blew she, she blew up on Netflix right with her stand-up comedy and next thing you know she's writing movies movies and she's producing them together with like you know the asian community and i feel you are kind of in that league right now if not on the way there to do something even bigger so like what's what's your base your biggest aspiration now that you are in a position where okay i kind of like have some sort of added advantage to kind of kickstart whatever i want to do i think for uncle roger um I want to keep doing the YouTube stuff, definitely. I think it, it's really fun. And the great thing about YouTube is I control every aspect of the production. And you lose a little bit of that mm-hmm. when you enter into this uh, bigger production, like a movie or a sitcom. And yeah, I have a few sitcom ideas. I have, uh, you know, one or two movie ideas maybe. And some of them star, you know, Uncle Roger. Some of them star me. But, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing is just in talks with production companies right now. And uh, nothing set in stone. So yeah, ho- hopefully oh, that'll be wow. nice. I, I I think to me, get doing a sitcom, doing a movie, you know, again, that's a different challenge, right? You know, and it's a different format. And I think it would be cool to try to write a sitcom. <laughs> I have no idea even where to start. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's in the works, talking to people. Hopefully it becomes a, a real thing someday. But if not, uh-huh. I'm also really, really happy with the, the YouTube stuff. Yeah, I... I- yeah, I mean, like, I can imagine. So, okay, so when you went to the States when you are 20 years old, what did you study in the States? Engineering and philosophy. Oh, my yeah, God. you have to do, like, something Asian-related, <sighs> Asian, Asian related, you know? I think I think my parents oh would not let me do art, just, just art history, you know? Freaking hell, you are one of the smart kids. Damn it. Hey, I was, I was, I went to Chonghua and I was, like, my SPM year, Form 5, I was, like, Chen ZDE, which is, like, out of 700 people, I was the number one. So, I, I think I'm okay. I do okay. I do okay. <laughs> oh my god freaking hell yeah if you look at the old yearbook you just gonna see c- it what oh my god dude i mean like you oh you're an all-star student what the hell i try la, and from I try that la. from that you're you're now an all-star online so if you actually did not pursue stand-up comedy and you did not pursue this whole thing on youtube what what would you actually be doing right now 
It's such a cliche question, but yeah. this is coming from someone who's like in the Ivy League, who is like top of his class. I mean, what would you be doing right now? Uh, probably working. Um, well, I'll probably be doing something creative on the side. I don't know what yet, but you know, if I didn't do this full time, I'd probably still be doing it on the side. But my day job. I don't know, probably some white collar, you know, McKinsey, Booze, Bain, because that's where the path, I w- that's the path I was going. You know, all my friends are on that path. They're currently yeah. working there. And it seems nice. They live a good life. And then they work there for a few years and then they join a startup. That's probably what I, I was going to do too, you know? Join a startup, <laughs> start a okay, startup. Okay. That kind of uh, entrepreneurial type thing. Uh, I, think, I think that was the path I was going down. And it's not a bad path. I think if, you know, in a, in a separate universe, if I didn't do comedy, that's a path, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy to go down that path. They, they live a good life. They have a good social life. They have time with their family. They're c- close to home. A lot of them work in Singapore, right? So I might consider oh, that yeah. as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're out of the, you're out of Malaysia already. So that's a start. So yeah, <laughs> and everybody who goes out of Malaysia tend to do better. So yes, okay, that's, you're, you're, you're there. You're definitely there. Dude, you got, you got it covered for everything else. So at the end of the day, you know, if this whole YouTube thing finishes and go one day basically finishes, you you can just basically go back to to a working just like, yeah, look, man, I'm a top student. I demand whatever I want because I'm smart. Oh my God, you have everything. I don't think it works like Freaking that in the job market, start- man. Can you imagine if YouTube <laughs> finishes and then I go apply for a job at like, what, KFC? <laughs> And my, oh my resume my. is just no. yeah, 2010 <laughs> to 2025. It's YouTube. It's Uncle Roger. That's not that's not a good qualification. No company will hire you. To like when you go out right now, how many people? I mean, like how often do you get people shouting from across the street, "Hiya!" or Uncle Roger? <laughs> in London, it's mostly only in Chinatown. Really, it's mostly right, Asian heavy okay. places where I get recognized. Uh, but oh, wow. in Stockholm, in Stockholm, Sweden, I get recognized. I got recognized a few times too, which was very surprising because Stockholm. You can see analytics on your YouTube, right? And Stockholm is like so, 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 so yeah. low down. Sweden is just a tiny, tiny percentage of every everybody. So I'm just surprised that um, people even recognize me there. And when I did the bubble tea video, I posted an Insta story saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. if you're in Stockholm, come visit me. You know, uh, come be in my video." And I, I was, I thought there was gonna be ten people showing up because it's, it's Sweden. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people showed up. They had, a, there was a queue, and I was just, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, so in London, not, not that and much. It, only when I go to Chinatown. Yeah. I don't know how it'll be in Malaysia. I'm excited to also maybe also a little bit scared to see if I take the flight from, I think the flight in Heathrow from uh, London to KL, I'll get recognized already. So I probably have yeah, to. Yeah, you will. And yeah, and it's a bit yeah, weird, isn't if you it? Go because to the malls, I'm- it's a bit yeah. weird if you get recognized you're probably, in a plane. You're like on the plane for yeah. 13 hours and then I'm sleeping and drooling and people who recognize me are walking past me to go to the toilets. It's just, I swear they'll take yeah, photos of me. They'll photos take a picture. Me, you know? <laughs> yeah, they'll take a picture. It's like, hey, guess, guess who's I'm on the flight. I'm on the flight with Uncle Roger. My God. Yeah, do you think it's okay if I want to? Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. I think, it's, I think you're going to blow up, dude, in Singapore. I mean, like when you come to Malaysia, I feel that when you go to... I know for sure that when you go to schools, they're going to mob you for sure. Uh, if you go to the malls, you're just going to be recognized left, right, center. You're not going to basically have your meal in peace. That's, that's look, man, dude, even my mother-in-law knows who you are. My mom knows who you are. Wow. It's like she was forwarding videos that she ripped off YouTube to her family chat. And I'm like, mom, you, you don't do that. Your son's a YouTuber. You yeah. don't rip off other people's yeah. work and freaking reshare it, make it your own. You know what I mean? Yeah, share the and YouTube link. Like, sh- Ginny's mom, please. Yeah. Yeah, because you know why? Because, you know, we get AdSense. You know, yeah. that's the only money that we make. Come on, man. Yeah. And the thing is, everybody in my family chat 
every family chat, you know, my mom's side and my wife's side, they all react to it. Everybody will just say, ha, 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 Uncle Roger's so funny. Everybody knows you. So you are, like for me, it's a bit different because like I know my audiences are like uh, the, the college audiences between 18 to 25. And I go out, if I go to like an area that's a little bit more like, you know, younger, I'll get recognized. But you, you're like every single demographic. Wow. Okay. People dress up as you during Halloween. Yes. And that is I made a whole insane. video about that. Well, that is, I did encourage people to, to dress up within reason. You know, it's very easy in the Western world. White people dress up and make it racist and stuff. So within reason, dress up within <laughs> reason as, as Uncle Roger. And uh, yeah, I, I got, man, I got like a thousand submissions, man. In the inbox, my inbox, I, I started a new Gmail account and it's now like, it's like 50% full. And I didn't even know that like, you could fill up a Gmail account, you know? It's insane because people send oh my videos, oh, attachments, and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's been crazy. And I couldn't even uh, finish looking through all the submissions. Uh, but yeah, I, wa- mm. I wonder how it's going to be. Maybe I need to be like a, act like a K-pop star now, wear sunglasses all the time and a face <laughs> mask and a cap and just walk really quickly to places yeah just don't just don't wear just don't wear your orange t-shirt that's number one that's a complete giveaway because uh, yeah. like you know even if you're not uncle roger you're wearing orange oh yeah, uncle roger you know what i mean <laughs> that's that's one because i got it you know i got i got it firsthand and i have you to blame for it um and oh man i it's just uh like sometimes do you ever sit back and wonder it's like whoa i'm currently kind of not expecting what i'm doing right now but this is sort of like a dream come true was it something that have you ever actually uh thought to yourself like hey maybe i should try youtube one day and do stuff what do you mean try youtube one day as in like before before all this like like yeah before all this yeah well before all this i was doing youtube as a way to you know grow my profile and sell more tickets to my stand-up show and then you know i, I you, you oh. as you do more videos you get better at editing and filming and then uh yeah I, I do look back when I, I sometimes I just think about it and I'm like I'm just insanely grateful to get a break you know because you do any sort of artistic endeavor you're not guaranteed a break you could forever just yeah. work and just forever struggle to uh, get by and that that was a risk I took when I went full time comedy in September I knew full well mm-hmm. that that was that was uh, a rea- a possible reality that I would just con- constantly. I give up this cushy data science job in London, you know, to, to pursue comedy. And yeah. I, I know there's a chance I'll forever be making like only half, what I, a third of what I used to make and have to live with that. So that yep. was a risk I took. So to, to, to have this blow up, and you know, I, I, I just caught my lucky stars every day, man. It's, it's like, again, as, as an artist, you don't, not everybody gets breaks. So when you get one, it's just, I just feel really lucky. What do your parents, what do your family think about it, you know, when, when you started doing this? Uh, okay, don't, don't talk about the fact that when you blew up on, on, online, but when you pursued this career as an entertainer, I mean, what were their, what were their sentiments like? Were they were like, okay, you've already studied engineering, you can do whatever you want. Did they ever say that no, to you? No, no, they were like, oh, I know you do stand-up now and comedy, but maybe you can take a part-time job working in IT, you know, you can code. <laughs> They're always oh, worried. Wow. Okay. Of course, okay. they'll be worried, right? Because uh, com- comedy, com- comedian is not a stable income. And then uh, our parents' generation, I think having a stable income is very important to them, right? And and because yep, they, they yep, c- yep. came from a hard... My, my parents came from, you know, they didn't grow up with a lot. So they, they always wanted a stable income. That's a good life for them. So yeah, they're always a bit concerned, a bit worried. And when I went full-time and I told them, oh, uh, yeah, I gave up my job doing this and now I do this now, and they're, they're always a bit worried. And especially when lockdown started in, in March, 
in London where I told my mom, oh, yeah, I can't perform anymore. So, uh, yeah, don't, I'm, mm -hmm. I, there's no income anymore. And uh, yeah, they got really concerned. My mom was like, yeah, now maybe you can, uh, now that you're not performing anyway, maybe it's time to find a day job until you can perform again. Uh, and yeah, I can see where mm -hmm. she's coming from. But ultimately, it's like, yeah. it's a risk I took, right? So I got to just devote myself completely to it, at least for a few years. And if it doesn't work out, sure, yeah. I can go back to uh, my day job. But then at least I know I, I tried, right? But to to um, I think Asian parents, all Malaysian parents especially, they all feel the same. Like, oh, why you had such a good thing, you had such a good, like, nice cushy job. Why did you give that up? You know. So that that was yeah. Attitude. I think I it, it was like that for me as well. After because I started, I studied. I'm not a I'm not a straight A student. So I studied marketing and PR in Australia. Came back and I know my I wanted to take a break, but my mom said go get a job. Um, and, uh, just, I mean, look, she pushed me to become uh, a pilot. I didn't get it because, you know, I sent out all of my applications. Nobody basically, uh, wanted, probably I couldn't fit in the cockpit because I'm so big, big size. Um, <laughs> then after that, uh, they wanted me to do engineering. So they enrolled me into an engineering course, failed it, didn't like it. Did, I wasn't great with numbers. At Mats was a disaster for me. Um, then I did, did marketing and PR, you know, you, you know how it is like, you know, you go do the, this job, like marketing and PR, it's probably the easiest stream or easiest, uh, degree to kind of like get itself into and, you know, and, and pass. I'm not, I hope that I'm not saying anything wrong because I'm just afraid that everybody who studies marketing, like, what are you trying to say? You think marketing is easy? Is it? Okay. But back then for me, marketing was the easiest for me out of all the other sciences. So let's just say that I wasn't great in the sciences. Um, so when I came out, uh, I did a I did a nine to five job, starting pay of a thousand eight hundred bucks, dude. It was pathetic. That oh, was so how do you pathetic. live from that, man? In Malaysia, my God. Yeah, and it's like, it. it I remember it was a thousand eight hundred bucks. I had well, I had no car because I had a hand me down from my brother. So I had a beat up Proton Mira that uh, it was a manual car and uh, it, it really beat up. That means like, I've banged all sides and we fixed it with the cheapest way possible. So it still looks good. One day I put a fresh coat of paint on it. Looks brand new, dude. I was so proud, man. I got I got I got at least one girl to sit in my Proton Mira. Nice. Yeah, I know <laughs> the dash the dashboard was all shit and all banged up and whatever not. But hey, you know. Um, thousand eight as a starting pay, and and for me it was I was working with Astro, and that's how I got into the whole radio business because, um, voiceover gigs were actually really really they pay so well, dude. You go in there, you sneeze, you get paid three hundred fifty bucks. That's it. <laughs> I remember doing I remember doing a commercial for a freaking cough mixture, and uh, you know all I had to do was I went in there I was like. <coughs> And I got paid 350 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, shit. That was, that was freaking, uh, then, then I started doing more. And I, I love to do impressions. So I started doing like, you know, really like some low voices and whatever, pirate voices. And I started making that as a side income. Then along the road, somebody got fired. And then I was offered a job on radio. And then my mom freaked out. My mom was like, "Oh, why are you gonna? Why are you throwing away your stable income job to do entertainment? This doesn't last so long and stuff like that." I know I've talked about this before. And I was like, "But mom, they're paying me like five hundred bucks more," and she was like, "Yeah, but you know these things are, you know, entertainment industry. It doesn't last, you know, and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." But then after a while, I was doing it for like seven years, and she got used to it. And I left to do YouTube and then it came back again. <laughs> why do you want to leave radio? You know, it's such a stable income. You know, you have a, why, why, why are you going to do YouTube? So I guess parents don't realize, I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, it was like, 
because you are in a position that you need to survive, you're going to put everything out at all costs to make sure that you survive. I'm not sure whether it's the same for you. Yeah, it's called desperation, you know? And it, it, it is a motivator, man. It is. If you're struggling, like, oh, I need to, what can I do to make, make next month's rent? That's when you create the great yeah. art sometimes. But I think your parents also don't know that, you know, let, let's be honest here, radio is stagnating or declining, you know, as, a, as an industry, right? Yeah. Nobody, like, well, I don't even remember the last time I listened to the radio. You know, it's all Spotify and on-demand <laughs> streaming stuff now. So I think your parents also don't know that. I think if you were, I think transitioning to YouTube was the more stable option, was the more long-term option from, from yeah. my perspective. Your, your parents should yeah, be like, it, it was. Yeah, why don't you trans... Why don't you transition to YouTube sooner? You know, if, if they knew the industry and the ins and outs of technology. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's like that, you know. And once you're doing okay, which I like for me is I kind of like well, I do YouTube, so I kind of know how YouTube works. And then looking how you're doing right now, I kind of think that you're doing okay. That's that's for sure. And I'm pretty sure that you know you kind of reassure your parents and like tell them like, hey, I'm doing okay too. And then you should not, you should. They they keep digging. You don't want to tell them. You don't want to tell them that you're doing okay in terms financially. And they keep digging. And once they find out, they'd be like, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, all right. And then after that, they'd be like, so when you're gonna give your parents money? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, yes. dude, that's like. I feel like that's an episode. That's an episode for Uncle Roger, like on its own, <laughs> talking about what parents do. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to make something like that. But I think, in terms of money, the money talks. I think in uh, in Asia, we're just more open about talking about money. You know, in, in the Western world, every is people hide it more. It's very taboo and very gauche to talk about money. Oh really? yeah, but Asian parents. My my first video when it got ten million views, my mom said, like, "How much money do you make in the video? How much money?" Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's not hilarious. that much, man, because I mean, like, it's a seven-minute video. You don't get to put mint rolls on, so <laughs> <laughs> it was seven minutes fifty-six oh, seconds. Man. You know, I was like, ah, oh, why did I just make it five seconds longer? <laughs> <laughs> Does, okay, do, do, your, do your parents? Do your parents uh, actually like every video that you upload? Your parents comment on that? Do they send you like a personal message and be like, ha 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 ha, this is funny? Or do they do they even get in between your creative process now that you are huge? Yeah. Bit, they give me advice my mom's like oh please don't criticize white people they you know you got punched already don't try to don't do this again they might punch you again <laughs> oh when my I did god the, I, I reviewed oh. great british bake-off right so i was like oh it's not japanese at yeah. all and then my mom's like oh well don't criticize people people don't like it they don't like asian people already stop criticizing them <laughs> <laughs> yeah but okay so like uh just like a couple of weeks ago you were talking about how um you know you got punched in the face yeah what happened? I mean, bring us bring us through. I mean, what happened that that day or that night? Um, it was day daytime. Just after lunch, I was walking back home, and I was just on my street, five five doors down. This guy on a bicycle mm-hmm. just uh saw me, and then he just jumped off his bike, threw his bike down, and then just walked up towards me really aggressively. And at first, I thought he wanted a picture, and I was like, "Oh, that oh, must wow. be a fan. Must be a fan." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh nope. <laughs> And then he just started oh started attacking God. me. I was just kind of blocking and backing away, and uh, and he he kept saying, "Oh, you." I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck, man? What the fuck?" And then he said, "Uh, yeah, you know what you did. You know what you did." And I uh, I don't know. Right. I, don't, I still don't know what it was, but I think all signs point towards this being like, you know, in 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 the West, sometimes they think like uh, Chinese looking people brought the virus, 
you know? So maybe that, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. triggered him to, to do something like that. So that, that was that. And then I had to file a police report. Police came, all that stuff. And it's it's not it's not a new thing in, in the UK or the US. Things like this have been happening. It's just right now it happened to a you know higher profile person like myself. And hopefully yeah. more people know about this kind of thing. And it, 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 it's, it's not right, I think. But it's just super unlucky. Yeah. And I'm glad I wasn't more hurt than I was just a bleeding lip. So, oof. God. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you did you did you go like oh no not the face this is the money maker man this is the freaking money maker not the face I did think that I did think that yeah <laughs> it, it crossed my head because I mean the good thing was when I saw him he wasn't a big guy so there wasn't too much fear if you see someone completely in a different weight class from you you're like oh shit he's gonna yeah. fuck me up but he was probably skinnier yeah. my height skinnier than me so I was like okay I can I can I can take a few punches that, that's okay but if he was like a big bouncer yeah. guy so like, oh shit I I I'm I'm going to die but I didn't have that I'm going to die he obviously yeah. yeah he obviously did not obviously he did not follow you on instagram otherwise he would have seen your topless picture and then thought twice <laughs> on whether he want to throw punches at you no. because you know you, the comeback the comeback would be painful yeah i may be asian but you know i know kung yeah. <laughs> well those are just show muscles man i never really <laughs> Those are gym muscles that are just for show, really. That I don't really do anything functional with them. Well, okay. Well, I, I gotta ask you this. Well, this is a, this 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 will be the bloody obvious question that I have to ask uh, everyone who is in this industry and who has made a name for themselves. Have you ever have you ever name dropped to get whatever you wanted? No, no. That's such a dick move, isn't it? <laughs> no. And to be honest, to be honest, I get offered a lot of free stuff. Like sometimes, okay, when I do mm-hmm. like a brand deal, yeah, they will send me stuff, but then they'll yep. send me a huge box of a, a lot of stuff, and they they like sending me free stuff. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I, I, I live in a small flat, and I'm like, just don't stop sending me free stuff. I got enough, and oh, I'm, okay. I'm happy okay. to pay for things. Let me pay for it, please. I don't wanna. I feel bad sometimes when they give you free stuff. Sometimes they expect something in return, to expect you to post it on Instagram stories or something. So I, but no, I've I've done the opposite of that. I'm like. Please, please stop. No, no more free stuff. I appreciate it. Stop sending me swag. I like the swag. It looks good, <laughs> but no more swag. I'm, I'm swagged out. No more swag, please. Oh wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, it, it, that's good because, like, you know, you know how it is sometimes. You know, you you get people who are not okay. For me, as we know in this industry, we have some people who are not as big as they are. But they keep freaking name dropping yeah. the fact that you know, oh, I'm an influencer. Oh, yeah, I'm a KOL. Hey, I'm a YouTuber. Hey, do you know this? Do you know that? I'm like, okay, for someone like you, I mean, do you currently have a manager? Do you have someone managing you? Yeah, yeah, I'm managed by uh, WME and United Agents here. I don't don't want don't want to go into too much detail, but it's boring to people. But yeah, I, I have management. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I I know I know WME. Uh, I mean, like, uh, they're they're huge. I think they do some of the biggest stars in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Very lucky to be signed with them, and they're great to work with. So can't complain. Dude, that that's that's freaking crazy, dude. I, so what? Am I seeing you on Crazy Rich Agents too, or not? <laughs> I can't act for shit, yeah. man. So if they want to p- put me in as a janitor or a cameo, small role, I'm happy to do that. But man, I I, I don't know if I can handle like <laughs> proper acting. You know, just I, I, I don't think I can help myself to not look down the camera lens. You know, I'm just too used to it. I see a camera, I just look into the <laughs> lens. You know, hello niece and nephew. You know, but <laughs> I don't know how it'll be on set. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, it'd be yeah. cool if they if they want me, hit, hit me up. I'm not gonna say no to be in even a small. I'll do it for free, man. I'll do it for free. I'll fly myself out to LA. Where, where <laughs> I'll do it for free. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's 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 really it's really nice to see um someone as uh famous and as uh popular as you being so down to earth um because you know you don't get that a lot these days. Oh, you know, you, you have a lot of people who the minute they achieve fame, they become somebody else. And um and 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 I I I won't go too much into detail, but sometimes like have you ever exp- okay, when you rise up to fame so fast, you know, do, how do you okay, a lot of people ask, you know, how do you deal with that sudden fame? How do you deal with the hate? Do you get people hating on you? Do you, do you go through the hate comments that come in? Do you go through the different different like uh types of this Do you do you sometimes get sent articles that talk shit about you and does it does it hurt you? Does it basically, you know, hit that spot where like, "Oh man, like uh, I'm not like that." And then that's where you tend to like want to prove yourself wrong or prove them wrong or prove yourself right or whatever not. Have you ever experienced that so far? Oh yeah, tons of hate, man. But I've always been doing content anyway and it's just hate on a bigger scale. Instead of one negative comment, now I get a thousand. But I, uh, the positive comments scale <laughs> oh. as well. But it doesn't really affect me. When, yeah. when I get a negative comment, and as comedians in the UK, you get reviews. You know, P- Reviewers come to see your show, and I treat them the same. As in, like I, I read the review or the negative comments, and I think, okay, what does what do what they say actually you know, hold any sort of... Uh, is, it, is it logical? Is it correct? And then I think about it, yeah. and I realize, oh nope, doesn't apply to me because of this, this, and this reason. And I just kind of, very, it's very logical, and I just go, okay, ignore it. It doesn't really hurt me. And mm-hmm. um, the things that sometimes there are constructive criticisms, of course, you know, in terms of like, oh, yeah. uh, for instance, my Jamie Oliver video, there was a comment that said, oh, I, I stopped and start the video way too often. And I looked at it, I said, like, oh yeah, that's true. Okay, and let me let me try to fix that for the next video. So that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't hurt me because it just makes my content better. So I'm, oh, thank you for the feedback. But there's a, a lot of comments saying, oh, oh uh, Uncle Roger doing this accent is racist or perpetuates Asian stereotypes. You know, I thought about it and I realized, uh, nope. And I've explained my reasoning on the podcast uh, and also on my, I think mainly on the podcast, we had a whole 20, 30 minute segment discussing why it, it's not it's not racist. And the gist of it is, you know, it, it's Uncle Roger is a character a lot of Malaysians can relate to. It's, it's, it's a character we grew up with and it's my life experience, you know. It mainly comes from Western yep. Asians who they grew up, maybe they got bullied because of the accent. But that, you know, does that mean yep. nobody should do accents anymore? It's crazy. People have accents, and we should live with it and celebrate it. Um, so yeah, I thought about it, yeah. and I had my thought process behind it, and spent some time thinking about it, and then I realized, no, I think they're wrong. So it doesn't really affect me, as long as there's a process. Yeah, you can't like, you can't go about life doing mm-hmm. oh everybody negative comments are all haters, bro, all haters. Just ignore them. You can't fully ignore them. You have to process them and then think about how that does it apply to you. Do you agree? Do you disagree? And then just go through a logical process, and then no, I don't, I don't, my feelings don't get hurt by it. Yeah, cause like you know, Malaysians also have an accent. I go to, I go to the states, and then I'll be, I talk like this, right, with this accent, and then they they'll basically squint their eyes, like, where are you from? And then after that, my American, my American accent will come out. Oh yeah, I'm from Malaysia. And then they'll be like, oh okay, okay, that's all right, that's all right. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I get that all the time. So. Yeah, I feel the representation is great. That's why I think Malaysians love you so much. And that's why not only Malaysians, but Singaporeans. Yeah. I think Asians in general, because for us, we all have an accent, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. And to me, is you are kind of bringing that accent to the world stage. I bring the accent, I bring I mean, the slang. to be honest, uh, you know? All that stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know how people kind of call, like the way we talk right now, mm-hmm. our accent, right? The Malaysian accent. Do you know that it's starting to be recognized as Singlish 
rather than the Malaysian accent because Singaporeans do their marketing so damn well. Yeah, yeah, they do. You know, the the minute we talk like this, our accent, uh, the bigger international uh, audience would think that, oh, is that Singlish? This is from Singapore. And I'm like, bloody hell. Yeah. You know, why, why, why didn't our Malaysian fellas, you know, like freaking like, do something with our Malaysian accent and slang. Singaporeans actually sell, I saw this in Singapore, you know, they sold a book about the Singaporean slang in the tourism store. Wow. So like, uh, the, the, they, they had like a book and it, 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 it explained Singlish, la, sia, and whatever not, you know, and, and, and basically they were like owning the accent and I'm like, wow, these Singaporeans are so damn smart. I just don't Yeah, understand. we should have done it. We should have, we should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think bringing this accent to the world stage and having and normalizing it, to be honest, you know, so this character is a fully fleshed out character. And then also, you, you don't often see, you, you, you see like white people make it about Asians, you know, that we've seen that before, but we yeah. haven't seen it the other way around that much, yeah. you know? So it, it's, yeah. in a sense, it's kind of like, oh, fight, fighting for our people and getting ourselves heard, you know? Why do you say, why do you fuck up rice so bad? It's, rice is so easy. So it, it's putting yeah. our voice out there yeah, in a I, funny and entertaining way that everybody enjoys. White people, black people, Asian people, they can all enjoy it and nobody's feelings get hurt by it. But you know, it's, it was a way of poking fun at white people going the, the other direction, you know? Yeah. So like, okay, can you can you cook rice really yeah. well? Or I mean, who can't? What? We all have rice cookers, right? You press a button and it's done and it keeps warm for you. <laughs> You cook it in the morning, you come back, you set a timer for 7 p.m. and it's ready for 7 p.m. It's, it's, yeah, the, the fact that every time you cook rice, it's like a saucepan. It, oh, just, just get a rice cooker. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, me- and measure with your finger. You don't need freaking need any like freaking measuring cups and stuff to like that. To be honest, it's you don't even do need it. the finger anymore because most rice cookers come with a line now. Right? Most rice yeah, cookers yeah, have a line yeah, in there. Yes. Okay, if you lose the rice cooker cup and then you just aga aga, you know, put the rice in like roughly, then you have to use your mm-hmm. finger, sure. But if you have the rice cooker cup, which you comes free, every rice cooker, just put half a cup of rice in there and then just fill up to the line, easy. Just, yeah, just press the button. And then <laughs> some people here in the Western world, they even buy <laughs> air fryers before they get rice cookers. <laughs> it's like, is that your priorities? Yeah. Are you going to eat like crispy kale, you know, <laughs> fried kale <laughs> every day apart from rice? The priorities, man. Toasters. <laughs> Yeah, I can go on for a long time. I have a huge passion. Yeah, I, I really, I really, I, I, to be honest, I really like where you're coming from because, like, when you mentioned that, you know, oh, you know, the 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 white culture makes fun of the Asian culture. So, you were the first one that just went all out dissing the white culture, and that's what's wrong. You know, you're it's you're you're basically you're basically putting yourself out there as equals. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what people have got to start accepting. It's like, hey, if you can make fun of us, if you can make fun of black people, it should be all, it, it should be the same all the way around. I mean, if you're trying to say, you know, if you're gonna make fun of our culture, and then if we get angry at it, and you say, oh, come on, could you guys take a fucking joke? They should expect the same when we do it with them, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what that's why I probably why you freaking stood out so much because you just didn't give a shit. You'd be like, so what if it's Gordon Ramsay? Yeah. <laughs> so what if it's Jamie Oliver? Yeah. You know, just because you're a big super, it's like a lot of people will always think that you know, just because you're a big time celebrity, you're always right. No. You, you know what I mean? No. The, yeah. Yeah. So you you came out and you'd be like, oh fuck that, you know you. <laughs> that's. That's amazing. That's the beauty of YouTube. Uh, I, you, you're, 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 it's okay to not give a shit. 
you know who who's gonna come clamp down at me, you know, at me you know but if you work with a tv company if say if, if bbc want to make a program and i say i want to shit on jamie oliver that like, no, mm-hmm. no 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 we want to work with jamie oliver please you know don't let's not do that <laughs> because wow. bbc are worried they're gonna get hey. sued you know so there's a lot oh, of yeah. stuff if you work yeah. with like a traditional media corporation there's a lot of stuff you can't do whereas you can do it on youtube so okay, you you you. I remember you uh, reviewed uh, Gordon Ramsay. You got a reply from him. Yeah. So you have done. You basically you basically well have done a lot of uh, reviews and react reactions to a lot of celebrities. Have any of them or any of their management any actually reached out and say that hey you know we can't, might want to work together or is there you know something happening? Uh, Gordon's team did reach out. You know, we and we're in. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, but we, again, still in talks. Maybe something can come out of it. Uh, uh, Gordon's a bit too busy to actually collab with me on YouTube because he has his uh, big TV shows he has to film. So, of course, yeah, he's Gordon Ramsay, right? Yeah. So, uh, then, yeah, yeah, his company did reach out and hopefully we, are, we, we, we can develop something soon. Fingers crossed. But you know all these things. Yeah. Like, they call it Dude. like general meetings where you just kind of talk about your ideas and then they'll say, yeah, we'll keep you in mind and they'll develop it. And sometimes something happens, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, it's just a numbers game. So yeah. fingers crossed something can happen with one of those people. That'll be nice. It'd be so funny if you actually gone on a Gordon Ramsay show and freaking critique his cooking on the spot when he's doing it. <laughs> it's like, you know how Gordon Ramsay likes to, we're going to put a splash of olive oil and then he freaking pours half a bottle in the bloody yeah, pan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. A pinch a pinch of salt, he freaking empties half the fucking bottle of salt in there. And it's like, oh, that's, that's perfection. It's cooked to perfection. Uh, every time I watch his videos, I'm like, how the hell, man? I feel like I'm going to freaking die over <laughs> eating, over, like freaking going to die eating his meals. But I have to admit, you know, I, like I, I have been watching a lot more cooking videos than usual because of the whole pandemic. But dude, I really hope, I really hope that all these things come your way, man. Because like, I think, um, I kind of feel like where you are right now is just the, just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hope for bigger things to come your way because, you know, it is amazing to see a fellow Malaysian, uh, crossing international borders and making something huge for themselves, and then representing the country and not being shy to say, "Yeah, I'm Malaysian, man," and 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 take that accent out there and take that culture out there. That actually, not I won't say uh, accent, but that culture out there to introduce to the rest of the entire world. I mean, right now, I'm, I mean, when people Malaysians watch, I mean, I don't, I'm sure they realize every the world is watching Uncle Roger and Nigel Ng. That is insane. This is the biggest coverage, not even mainstream media can give you. Yeah. Like if you went on the BBC today, it's not going to give you that reach no. from all over the world. And that is insane. Think about that for a moment. It's so freaking insane. Uh, thanks, man. And I, I, you know, when you said you start a start, uh, I'm at the start of something bigger and they'll be nice if something big happened. But if even if nothing happens, if I don't gain a single new subscriber ever again and I just have whatever I have right now. It's really pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really, really happy about this. You know, to put out a video and then have like tons of people watch it. That, that's all you can ask for as a creator, right? And yeah, I, I hope bigger things happen yeah. and develop in the future. But now, you know, pretty happy. Just keep doing what I'm doing and uh, keep working hard and see what happens. Yeah, you know what, Nigel? I just want to say uh, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy man. And uh, I know that, like, you know, you have a lot of other videos and other content that's going to be coming up for everybody to watch. And uh, I just want to say that, you know, continue milking that YouTube money. <laughs> That's right. Go crazy on it. But before we go, though, you know, do you want to say anything to all of our listeners here at Mama Sessions? Thank you for listening, guys. And uh, go follow, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I thank you for all the support. Malaysians have showed a lot of love to me. And hope you keep watching my videos. 
Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we can collaborate one day. I'm just putting it out there. I know you have a management and all, and that management is pretty big. So like for me, it's like, hmm. Hopefully one day we can work together and see whether that happens. Well, the creative side, I manage the creative side. The management mainly manages the the business side. But as creators, we, I, you know, when I collab with someone, there's no business involved. We just, I just like the stuff you do. Let's work together. That, that's it. Really. Yeah, hit me up, man. I'll nice, hit you up nice. too when I get back to Malaysia. Yes. Definitely, definitely. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, you can stream us on uh, Spotify. You can stream us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can stream us on Google as well. You, if you want to basically watch uh, Daddy Roger, obviously he's got his shirt on, so he is Nigel Ung, but we know him as Uncle Roger. You can watch us on YouTube.com. That Jenny Boy TV Hangouts. Um, Nigel, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, again, continue doing what you're doing. Keep inspiring and keep the culture strong. Yes, Malaysian style. Thank you, Malaysia for and Thank everything. Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you next time.